Welcome back to another episode of Chamber Talk, hosted by the Antelope Valley Chambers of Commerce. My name is Mark Hemstreet. I'm the CEO for the Antelope Valley Chambers of Commerce. And today, my guest with me is a very special guest with a, with a great business. It's Samantha Schmidt, and she's with Lucky Luke's Brewing. I'm located at a tap room and a, or I should say, a, a tasting room and, and a restaurant located on the boulevard. Welcome, Samantha. Glad to have you with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So I always like to get a little background on my on my guests here at, on the show and just talk a little bit about how you guys got into, because you have a, you actually brew your own beer. Mm-hmm. And that started in Palmdale with yep. your, with your, uh, you have I an mean, industrial warehouse there that you do your brewing. So let's go back a little bit to that, that stage. How did you get into brewing? What, what kind of got you there and, and how you got to today? My husband was a home brewer for a hobby and just kind of went down the rabbit hole with how he does most things in life. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very extreme personality. And so I went down the rabbit hole of that. And, and we were at a point in, he was at a point in his career where he had decided that he wanted to work for himself. And that's where the idea of opening a brewery came into play. And the rest is history. So that was, um, I mean, we had these uh, these ideas first, I want to say 2013, 2014. We opened up our space in Palmdale uh, the end of 2015. And so we were brewing our own beer. We have um, tasting rooms. So you can come in, enjoy the beer, drink the beer. We started self-distributing. We have food trucks. So there is no food component at that location. Um, and then in 2019, we opened up the restaurant on the boulevard. Nice, wonderful, and 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 you run the restaurant on the boulevard. I do, right? You're the you're the the big cojone there. <laughs> and uh, how 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 have you enjoyed coming? This is the first time you've been in the restaurant industry, correct? A- yeah. As management and ownership. Well, ownership first restaurant. Yes, yeah, and the restaurant world is a totally different world than the brewery world, yes. and so it was definitely a learning curve first getting into it. I had done some catering stuff. I had done some baking stuff before that. Um, but the restaurant world is, is unlike no other. Um, but I have a true passion for food. And so it was always a dream of mine to have a restaurant. And so when the opportunity arose, we had had a lot of other things on our plate at the time, but we kind of looked at each other and were like, we can't say no. <laughs> we, we have to say yes to this. We have to do this. The opportunity was there, right? Yes. Um, and, and your location, it was a, a previous restaurant with a brewery inside of it too. Correct. So you kind of took over. So so you have brewing equipment there. Are you guys using it there? Um, we, we actually, well, through, we hadn't anticipated on using it. And then COVID, COVID kind of threw, threw everybody off their rocker. Um, and so it became a little bit more difficult to have brewing facility in two separate locations through everything during COVID, we really streamlined our processes. And so um, that first shutdown last year, we had actually even closed down the tap room um, and only did sales through the, the, the Lancaster location. Right. And so we've had to kind of consolidate some things and move some tanks around. It's a much smaller brewery over in Lancaster. So that was difficult as well. Um, we can our own beer and so we need the ability to have the space to be able to do that, to package the beer, uh, because we self-distribute from, we're slightly in Bakersfield, but mainly LA County. So all the way to downtown LA, from here to oh, downtown wow. LA, do we self-distribute? So having that packaged beer has been critical 
during shutdown for survival. Yeah. So, yeah. Although you guys do do a, 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 a nice outdoor on the boulevard. So they have that sidewalk there and, and, um, you, you take up quite a bit of that sidewalk on, on the boulevard there. He did, yes. Um, which is, you're lucky that, that that other establishments there allowed you to um, put tables further down the road there. So it's not just in front of your restaurant, but right. down a little ways. And, you know, when, when, when as we go into the into spring, people are going to be out there, you know, lunch and, and evening time, enjoying that, you know, the beautiful evenings out here and, and having a, a really good tasty beer too. So Yeah, well it was bittersweet cuz the businesses to the east of us had all had all shut out shut down and moved out um through that first shutdown. They just couldn't make it. And so um when we got the news that we would only be allowed to operate outside because LA County was outside for so long, we were like we only have 7 we only have seven tables. It's not going to make it on and seven tables. It's not going to make it on seven tables. We you know we had started hiring back staff. We had started kind of trying to ramp back up. And um, the ABC was allowing people to extend their alcohol license. And so we literally like got online, Googled it, called the ABC office. I drove to Van Nuys. Mm-hmm. They, their office closed at 5. I was there by 4.30 to get this permit. <laughs> the next day we had made some phone calls to get some tables and chairs and my husband Brian was out there at six o'clock in the morning with our neighbor helping him set it up <laughs> so that we could be open the next day outdoor. Wow. And our staff came in and they were like, um, there's a lot of tables out here. We're like, uh-huh, <laughs> we're, we're making it work, guys. And so our staff has been really been the backbone of our survival, in my opinion, um, just because they've had to adjust to so many things and and you deal with one extreme to the other as far as the customers are concerned. So you have the people who are, you know, both ends of the spectrum and our staff have to play it as even keel as they can and kind of try to to kind of make everybody happy and, and make the adjustments. And so they're really the rock stars of, of the past year. So speaking of your staff, so I go there often and, and I, I truly enjoy your staff. I think you have a really good weight staff back there and and they're just really they're energetic they're fun they're positive they're 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 talking they're social with you um how do you get to have such a great staff what what's what's your secret on that is it a lot of training or is it is it hiring is it is it you have a giant hammer in the back and, and uh... <laughs> I'm very scary <laughs> I'm very scary if you couldn't tell um no you know we come in with really high energy I come in with high energy every single day and I expect the same out of our staff and when I'm hiring people I actually tell them in the interview process as much as you need to be a good fit for me I need to be a good fit for you and so we have developed some company core values over the past year, and um, and it's showing up, it's leaning in, it's it's being a hundred percent there, it's uh, being accountable, it's everybody has has the ability to reject average. You know, it, I expect a lot out of them, and I want everybody. If I have anybody on my staff, if they see a burger go out or a beer go out that doesn't look how it's supposed to look, or perhaps they don't think it's going to taste how it's going to taste, they have the ability to say, send that back to the kitchen. This isn't right. And I really try to empower them as much as I possibly can because I need all eyes on it. And so I come in with high energy and I expect that in return. And, and I think that we've built a fantastic team with that. And yeah. Yeah, that's good. People (laughs) should learn, learn, take, take a lesson from that. 
Um, I, I always believe that when I was hiring people that that um, the first thing that you need to look for when you're hiring someone is their smile. Mm. Um, and, and you have to hire a smile. You can't train a smile. Now so, try to do that with masks on. Mark. Well, yeah, okay. No, no, no. Because you, you can still see you yeah. can still see their, their personality. Even with a mask on, you, you still know by looking at their eyes if they're smiling. Sure, right. You know, I agree. Um, they could be grumbling afterwards, but, you know, you can first see that smile on their faces. So I, I always told, you know, like my managers, when you're hiring someone, you hire someone with a smile that walks in the door. Right. Because um, it's not something you can train. You can train a lot of the of the the, the details yes. on how to be a good server and how to suggest food and, and how to up, you know, upsell and do that kind of stuff. But you can't hire, you can't train that smile. So I agree. You, you must, you, I see you hiring that from the get go, which is, which is good. Well, and I think that the other thing that's really important when you hire people too, and again, this is a conversation I have typically in the interview process of most people, myself included, spend more time at work than we do at home. And so if you're miserable, Let's not. Let's not do that. I'm, I don't want to go to work miserable. I want to go to work surrounded by people that I think are rad and work hard and have the same ethics as I do and the same moral standards and are there to kind of um, create an experience for our guests. Mm -hmm. And so if that's not what you're about and if you're not going to come in with that kind of attitude, then I'm not the right fit for you because right. that's just what I'm looking for typically. And, and yeah. I want to go to work happy and, and I think everybody should have that same standard for themselves. Nice. Perfect. Good. Hey, um, so, you know, we've, we've done a whole year now with COVID. Um, hopefully that we're, we're getting into the lower tiers. Um, I heard that might be about three weeks. We might drop down to the yellow tier. Really? Is, I haven't even heard really, that yet. Really wonderful. So um, we're looking forward to that. But, but COVID has changed a lot, how we do, how we run our businesses, how we communicate. Um, it impacts you on, on, on how much revenue you can really do in a restaurant just by, you can only turn your, if, if you only can seat 25% of your restaurant, that, that you only do a quarter of your, of your revenue. I mean, even if you turn your tables quick, you still can't make up for that other 75% that you just can't seat. Right. So, I, so a lot of that has to change and that, that just is, you just got to live with that. But the other half of it is marketing. So, I mean, there's been a lot of, of new ways of coming out marketing. People are doing some new things. I know there's a, there's a, a Facebook group out there for the restaurant um, people, and, and uh, that's helped out a lot. Um, what, what, what have you changed in your marketing? How have you adapted? Um, I think that, uh, I mean, we new menu items. What we learned was just that we, we kind of knew this on the beer side, but we got reminded of it on the food side is that everybody's favorite flavor is new. And so kind of keeping things fresh for people and giving them a new reason to come in. And so tapping into our creative side has been critical over the past year. Uh, during the first shutdown, we did a lot of family meals. We did a lot of cooking at home. So we would put together these packs that people can kind of assemble at home. And that kind of gave them something other than just going to the grocery store to do and, and creating a, a fabulous meal for their family. I'm really big on... Um, on that connection that people have when they sit down at a table together mm -hmm. and that food being that medium, that food, that beer being the medium of that experience for them. And so family meals was something huge that we had done that I think did really well for us. 
And then again, just that creative side. So we do a different, um, we do tachos, which are tater tot nachos basically at the restaurant. And every Tuesday we do a different flavor of them. Um, today we have fried chicken and hot Cheetos on our tachos. <laughs> <laughs> so we get really creative. Um, we do a burger of the month every month. April's mm-hmm. burger of the month has peanut butter and jelly on it. <laughs> and so we, we really try to think outside the box and, oh, wow. and just create amazing things. And the same goes for the beer, the beer side of stuff. And so we hadn't pumped out so many new beers as ever before, but we knew that during COVID it was so important again to just give something, a reason for people to be excited. And so we had really diversified what we were putting out and the packaging uh, in order to fill that niche for people. Nice. So just, just, Throwing this out here. So pre, pre-COVID, what was your mix between beer sales and food sales? Was it 50-50? Were you doing more food? than Because you're a restaurant that serves beer, but I know a lot of people went there for the beer. Right. And they yeah. got, would get like like a pretzel or nachos or stuff like that, or mm-hmm. and they would get a little something. They'd get a food item with it, but they went there actually for the beer. I know my Rotary Club used to have our, we used to have some of our committee meetings there, um, and we would go there essentially for the beer, right? but then we'd also order appetizers while we're sitting down at the table. So were you selling more beer or more food back then? And then now is it flipped around or? Definitely probably, probably closer to a 50, 50, 50 or 60, 40 with beer and food. Um, but since, since everything over the past year, there was a while where we were requiring, we had to require a meal requirement. Right. And so obviously that shot the food sales up substantially and the tap room itself, because we don't have a food component there. Um, the last year has been, open close open close right you know different rules with the county fighting the county on allowing us to open because the state would allow us to open but the county wouldn't and so that's been a lot more exhausting if i'm being honest um absolutely and and kind of and then the open close open close is tough too uh it's the staffing it's the hours it's the marketing Making sure that people know that you're open is is always a challenge. Um, when you had been closed for three months before that, right? And so at the at the tasting room, we partner with food trucks, mm-hmm. and so we have a pretty set schedule with the food trucks. And the tr- the trucks that we work with are fantastic. And I think through this, they have really built up their own um, following as well. And so it truly is a great partnership with us and them. So we're thankful that they come and park. You know, so that, you know, now that we don't have, we don't have a food requirement as of Monday, so we don't have to deal with that anymore at the brewery, but we still have the treks there because right. it completes the experience. Right. And I know, I mean, I know that, that, that breweries and wineries specifically have been kind of in bars, um, have really been, been hit by the LA County for the health department and, and really, a, really overstepping in my, in my view, and I think in the chamber's view, um, and, and I've talked to all of our uh, county supervisors about it. Um, we've The chamber's written letters about that. I mean, some of the things like ha- having reservation 24 hours in advance. Right. Um, it's very unrealistic. Very unrealistic that, yeah. that at the end, on, a, on a Friday afternoon, you know, everybody's you know, getting ready to head out of work and say, hey, you want to go grab a beer over at Lucky Luke's? Oh, gee, I didn't make my, my reservation 24 hours in advance. And it's just, it's, it's not reality. And it's just... I think the the county health 
just way overstepped their their bounds. I don't see, and I, and I see people being respectful of, of social distancing there. Um, you know, I, I think it works out pretty well. I, I don't see it as any higher risk than any other establishment. Sure. Well, and not to mention the people who do make reservations and then don't show up for the reservations. So here you have yes. a reservation requirement. All of these people make a reservation. You staff accordingly. You turn other people down and you turn them away at the door. And then half of your reservations don't even show up. And talk about it affecting businesses. You know, even even with that 25%, you're, you're not even considering what that means when people don't actually come when they say that they're coming. And if they double book, <laughs> yeah, then they both show up and then they're mad because they don't have a table ready for them. Exactly. So, you, so you, can't, you can't win on that. Yeah. So um, um, I think that having uh, patience <laughs> has been really critical this past year. And, uh, and we've had to be a lot more vulnerable with our, with our consumers and our customers and just say, this is what this is what we're dealing with, and hope that they have empathy, uh, because like I said, you get a lot of people on one extreme or the other who right. don't want to be kind, or they've had a bad day, or you know their own struggles or whatever. But wishing for that empathy on the other end has been critical as well. That's right, and you guys do a lot of. I mean, talking about I main part of your marketing thing is is like holidays, doing like special menus and different things for holidays. Um, um, Valentine's Day. Yeah. You guys did the lobster rolls, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, lobster took my rolls. wife there for, for lunch and, and, uh, um, had a great lobster roll. It was really good. So oh, good. appreciate that. But, it, but it, it's nice that, that you guys are, are thinking, are forward thinking and, and, and saying, Hey, it's a special day. Let's do something special. And I right. know for a lot of your holidays, you do that and special events. You don't really have special events, but, but just like your, your Tuesdays for your, 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 your nacho Tuesdays that you're doing and the, the burger of the month. Um, I think it's great that, that you're keeping it fresh and, and you're keeping it alive and, and, and moving forward. I mean, that's, that's how we're going to, how we're going to get over this thing and, and keep our business going. Right. Thank you. Yes. Well, I don't know if you know this, but April was uh, child abuse awareness month or yes. child abuse prevention month. Um, I'm the current. Say, how would you know this? Right, this is another hat you wear. <laughs> I'm the current president of the uh, uh, Children's Center of the Arnold Valley. And so we had had a call to action with a bunch of restaurants locally to add a blue food item to right. their menu. And so a ton of restaurants had jumped on board and they added blue food. You know, whether it's blueberries or blue cheese or a blue um, cocktail, that kind of thing, just to kind of create some some traction and kind of educate people on on this community outreach that we have and so that's where the peanut butter and jelly burger came into play it's blueberry jam a house made blueberry oh, jam okay. that we use on that and i have a customer who's been begging me to do this for months and months and months and we were like oh it's weird it's weird it's weird and then we finally sat down and played with it and kind of and kind of perfected and tweaked the recipe and so that's where the the blueberry jam on that burger came into play and then we also have a, a lemon curd that's got a blueberry jalapeno jam on top of it oh, okay. as well so it's twofold so it's giving our customers something new and interesting to try it's mm-hmm. creating awareness for you know this need that we have within our community on April Absolutely. 1st we donated 10% of our sales to the children's oh, center good. Nice. Yeah, so doing what we can to kind of help our community. Good deal. Yeah, um, I know we help promote, I mean, Children's Center of, uh, of the Isle Valley is, is a member of the chamber also. So um, we we have, uh, we put up their press releases all the time and uh, 
their their flyers. We've always helped promote, keep them up there because it's an important part of our community. Um, yeah, you wear a lot of hats out here, and you guys both do a lot of things, and it's it's great. And Lucky Luke's, we love it down there. So where's I keep saying the Boulevard. So this is Lancaster Boulevard. Um, where exactly are you located? Um, Seven three five West Lancaster Boulevard. We're just across the street from the movie theater. So if you know where the movie theater is, Caddy Corner from LPAC, um, that's where we are on the boulevard, Lancaster Boulevard. And then our Palmdale location is at 610 West Avenue O. So in between 10th Street West and Sierra Highway, that's where our our tasting room and and our brewery is. So we are open um, Wednesday through Sunday over there. We just extended some days. Now that we don't have the food requirement, it's a little bit easier to, to open up other days uh so extending hours extending days and we're open seven days a week on um, in lancaster and the, the tap room is kind of an interesting place you have, a, you have a huge outdoor area there which is which which you guys did a wonderful job building out and and when we get back to normal um you've had entertainment over there and and uh, it's just it's a great outdoor setting for summertime it really makes it nice so it's really enjoyable i mean the tap rooms is I mean, you probably can see how many in the tap room, 75? Yeah, I think our occupancy is 75 or 100 inside. Um, but our outdoor space, like you said, is pretty vast. It's very big. And yeah, so it's, it's a lot of space out there. So go that, out there and enjoy an evening and just have some great beer is, is my kind of way to end the day. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you, we searched for that location. We searched and searched and searched because we really, we really wanted to be able to have an outdoor space that was really important for us when we were looking and um we even had put in an offer they declined it it was like months in between talking to them and all of that and and we finally got the one that we wanted and so it's been nice to have the improvements we have a shade structure we had put up a mural you know just to have the improvements out there to kind of make it a little bit more cozy and and yeah, a nice atmosphere feeling. it's kind of a fun atmosphere out there it's a nice place to hang out yeah, I can't wait till we can get cornhole back out there. Yeah, we can have yep. like music out there. Yep. Looking forward to to the future and some of the things that we'll be able to do again. Good deal. Well, my guest today is uh, Samantha Smith, and she's with Lucky Luke's uh, Brewing and, and Restaurant, uh, located on Lancaster Boulevard in the heart of, uh, of downtown Lancaster, uh, pretty much right across the street from uh, El Pack there, and just uh, a block down from. The Museum of Art History down there, so we're, we're right centrally located there. Um, they have indoor and outdoor dining. They have they have rotating beers all the time. Um, one of my favorites is their hazy IPA, which is really good. Um, so maybe Brian can brew a little bit more of that. So we have it on tap all the time. <laughs> I'll send him that message. Send him the message. <laughs> yep. Um, but no, they have, they have great uh, great craft beers there that that's brewed right here in the Antelope Valley. So. Um, if you're, you're looking to have a, a great meal and, and some really great craft beer, Lucky Luke's is, is where you need, be, need to be on the boulevard. So your hours right now are? Um, on the boulevard, 1130 to 8 during the week. And then we've extended our hours on Thursdays. The farmer market is mm-hmm. back on Thursdays on the boulevard. So we're open till 9. Fridays and Saturdays, we are open till 10. Um, we will be extending those hours now that it's, lighter later it's warmer we will be extending those hours within the coming weeks um and then our palmdale location is open wednesday thursday four to eight saturday friday saturday two to ten and then sundays two to six all right well we hopefully will see you at lucky luke's my name is mark hemstreet and uh, this is uh, chamber talk the antelope valley chambers uh 
podcast. Thank you. Thank you.